Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including Hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. Well, since we're going to talk a little bit about Davy Crockett, let's go to biography.com and get an update on his biography. Davy Crockett, 1786 to 1836. Davy Crockett was a frontiersman, folk hero, and three-time congressman. He fought in the War of 1812 and died at the Alamo in the Texas Revolution. Who was Davy Crockett? Davy Crockett was a frontiersman who later became a folk hero. In 1813, he participated in a massacre against the Creek Indians at Tallahatchie and later earned a seat in the 21st U.S. Congress. He was re-elected to Congress twice before leaving politics to fight in the Texas Revolution. On March 6, 1836, Crockett was killed in the Battle of the Alamo in San Antonio, though the exact circumstances of his death have been the subject of debate. Background and Early Life Davy Crockett was born as David Crockett on August 17, 1786, in Greene County, Tennessee. He was the fifth of nine children born to parents John and Rebecca Crockett. Crockett's father taught him to shoot a rifle when he was just eight years old. As a youngster, he eagerly accompanied his older brothers on hunting trips, but when he turned 13, his father insisted that he enroll in school. After only a few days of attendance, Crockett fought the class bully and was afraid to go back, fearing possible punishment or revenge. Instead, he ran away from home and spent more than two years wandering while honing his skills as a woodsman. Just before he turned 16, Crockett went home and helped work off his father's debt to a man named John Kennedy. After the debt was paid, he continued working for Kennedy. At just a day shy of 20, Crockett married Mary Finley. The two would have two sons and a daughter before Mary died. Crockett then wed Elizabeth Patton, and the couple had two children. War of 1812 In 1813, after the War of 1812 broke out, Crockett signed up to be a scout in the militia under Major John Gibson. Stationed in Winchester, Tennessee, Crockett joined a mission to seek revenge for the Creek Indians' earlier attack on Fort Mims, Alabama. In November of that year, the militia massacred the Indians' town of Tallahatchie, Alabama. When Crockett's enlistment period for the Creek Indian War was up, he re-enlisted, this time as a third sergeant under Captain John Cowan. Crockett was discharged as a fourth sergeant in 1815 and went home to his family in Tennessee. Congressman Crockett After returning home, Crockett became a member of the Tennessee State House of Representatives from 1821 to 1823. In 1825, he ran for the 19th U.S. Congress but lost. Running as a supporter of Andrew Jackson in 1826, Crockett earned a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives. In March 1829, he changed his political stance to anti-Jacksonian and was re-elected to the 21st Congress, though he failed to earn a seat in the 22nd Congress. He was, however, elected to the 23rd Congress in 1833. Crockett's stint in Congress concluded in 1835 after his run for re-election to the 24th Congress ended in defeat. Frontiersman and Folk Legend 
During his political career, Crockett developed a reputation as a frontiersman that, while at times exaggerated, elevated him to folk legend status. While Crockett was indeed a skilled woodsman, his fame as a Herculean, rebellious, sharp-shooting, tail-spinning, and larger-than-life woodsman was at least partially a product of his efforts to package himself and win votes during his political campaigns. The strategy proved largely effective. His renown helped him defeat the incumbent candidate in his 1833 bid for re-election to Congress. Death at the Alamo and Controversy after Crockett lost the 1835 congressional election, he grew disillusioned with politics and decided to join the fight in the Texas Revolution. On March 6, 1836, he was believed to be killed at the Battle of the Alamo in San Antonio, Texas. In a 1975 English translation, the memoirs of a Mexican officer named Jose Enrique de la Peña stated that Crockett and his comrades-at-arms were executed, though they died without complaining and without humiliating themselves before their torturers. Yet questions over the memoir, which was first published in 1955, have risen over the years, with some scholars disagreeing over the veracity of the account of Crockett's death. As a result, the exact circumstances of his demise at the Alamo remain the subject of debate. Media Depictions Crockett has enjoyed ongoing depictions in various media forms over the decades. He was the subject of various books and almanacs as well as a play during the 19th century. He later entered the popular imagination of the 20th century due to a 1916 movie and the 1950s Walt Disney TV series Disneyland featuring actor Fess Parker as Crockett in a number of episodes. The show and accompanying big screen film cemented the frontiersman as an icon for many children, also inspiring a merchandising bonanza while creating new sets of fictions for historians to contend with. Crockett received more screen time via John Wayne's portrayal in the 1960 film The Alamo. This next article is called Brother Davy Crockett, The Rest of the Story, by Midnight Freemason contributor Stephen L. Harrison, 33rd Degree, FMLR. And this is from the MidnightFreemasons.org website. It has long been a well-known historical fact Brother Davy Crockett was a patriot and hero who gave his life in defense of freedom at the Alamo in 1836. By the late 19th century, however, Crockett was largely a forgotten figure. The events leading to Texas's independence and eventual statehood were long in the past, and very few remembered the names of the brave soldiers who helped bring it about. The situation changed when, in the mid-1950s, Brother Crockett transcended all that and became an American icon with the release of Walt Disney's television series about his life, as well as the movie Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier. Since that time, the series has been replayed to the point that every kid learns about Crockett's heroism at an early age. Interestingly, Crockett's rise to the level of superstar almost didn't happen. In 1946, famed artist Thomas Hart Benton, related to two famous Masons with the same name, but not a Mason himself, briefly worked for Disney and came to him with an idea for a show. He presented Disney with an outline for a musical about Crockett's life called Hunter from Kentucky. To be generous, Disney, who as his youth was a demolay, thought Benton's concept was poor and he quickly shelved the project with the intention it would never be used. However, in 1954, the weekly TV series known today as The Wonderful World of Disney premiered. Less than a year later, the Disneyland theme park opened, TV ratings skyrocketed, and Disney started a daily show, The Mickey Mouse Club. 
Producing a minimum of six shows per week, Disney's appetite for material became voracious, so he went back to his Dead Ideas files, and there he found Benton's mercifully forgotten manuscript. Disney handed the project to his staff, which reworked the idea into something that, in reality, bore little, if any, resemblance to the outline from Benton. The product Disney's talented writers came up with arguably might be the most popular show ever to emerge from the Disney studios, but one thing is certain. The series almost instantly catapulted Brother Davy Crockett from obscurity to rock star status. Brother Steve Harrison, the author, is past master of Liberty Lodge No. 31, Liberty, Missouri. He is the editor of the Freemason, sorry, the Missouri Freemason magazine, author of the book Freemasonry Crosses the Mississippi, a fellow of the Missouri Lodge of Research, and also its worshipful master. He is a dual member of Kirindy Lodge No. 311, St. Joseph, Missouri Valley of the Scottish Rite, Liberty York Rite, Moyla Shrine, and a member and past dean of the Demolay Legion of Honor. Brother Harrison is a regular contributor to the Midnight Freemasons blog, as well as several other Masonic publications. His latest book, Freemasons, Tales from the Craft, will be released later this year. And this article is actually from, let's see if we can find a date on it, just so you know. This is about probably 2014. It looks like the article was written. Hope you enjoyed that, and I have one more for you. And this last article here in the Davy Crockett series is from the Grand Lodge of Texas.org called David Crockett, King of the Wilderness. You're going to hear a lot of similar things, but uh, the ending's a little different. A legend in his own time. By 1836, Davy Crockett shared billing with Jim Bowie as one of the two most famous men west of the Appalachians. Born on August 17, 1786 in northeastern Tennessee, he ran away from home at age 12 because of his dislike of school. He returned home three years later and paid for his own education. Crockett was the archetype of the American frontiersman and was famous for his ability to shoot the flame off a candle at 100 yards. He once killed 105 bears in a single season, some with a knife. After serving two terms in the state legislature, Crockett was elected to the U.S. Congress in 1827, 29, and 33. Popular for his honesty and homespun forthrightness, he loudly opposed President Jackson's mistreatment of the Indians. Following his defeat in the election of 1835, an angry Crockett told his Tennessee constituents, You all can go to hell. I'm going to Texas. On February 8, 1836, Davy and his twelve Tennessee boys rode into the Alamo. His tall tales and quick wit held the morale of the men high during the worst days of the siege. On the morning of March 6, as the Mexicans finally overwhelmed the Alamo garrison, Davy Crockett was among the last to die. Proof that Crockett was a Mason is based mainly on the survival of his Masonic apron made for him by Mrs. A.C. Massey of Washington, D.C. during his tenure in Congress. Before leaving for Texas, he entrusted the apron to the sheriff of Weekly County, Tennessee, and it was inherited and preserved by the sheriff's nephew, E.M. Taylor, of Paducah, Kentucky. The lodge at Weekly County near the Crockett home burned during the Civil War, destroying all the lodge records. And that comes from The Texas Mason by Pete Normand, past master Texas Lodge of Research. So one last thing I wanted to talk about is the Davy Crockett apron. So for anybody familiar with our lodge, you may or may not know that we, uh, our lodge, supposedly got hold of Davy Crockett's apron. Now, based on that last article, either he had more than one apron or this isn't truly his apron. But it was very obviously an old apron and it was sent up to the Grand Lodge of California uh, for display 
and it never came back, but they still have it, and it's not on display all the time. They have a very small area for displaying things, but they do have it in storage. And so uh, there's a picture on our Facebook page. I'll see if I can put a picture on the show notes as well. But anyways, here's a nice little article, or a nice little letter that came back from the Grand Lodge, and it states... Uh, to the Master Wardens and Brethren of Solomon Staircase Lodge Number 357, this letter is to certify that on October 10, 1998, the Henry Wilson Coyle Library and Museum of Freemasonry received the generous loan by your lodge of a Masonic apron which is said to have belonged to the American legend Davy Crockett. This apron is a wonderful example of American Masonic art and an item that is treasured by the Masons of California. It is proudly displayed in the museum as we rotate our artifacts. This apron is properly stored and cared for as part of our commitment to preserving the rich history of masonry throughout the world, and specifically in California. Thank you for entrusting the Henry Wilson Coyle Library and Museum of Freemasonry with this distinctive artifact of American and Masonic history. Warm and fraternal regards, Alan Castellew, Grand Secretary. And the great thing was, the Grand Secretary actually came down to our lodge, presented us with a plaque that has a picture of the apron, as well as a framed version of that letter. So just to describe the apron briefly, um, it is a rounded at the bottom, uh, kind of an old-fashioned or more traditional apron, and it has the blue, like a blue fringe around the outside and across the flap. Um, The top of the flap has the all-seeing eye with bursts of red, blue, and yellow. And then there are the two pillars Uh, from one pillar is hanging a level, from one pillar is hanging a plum. There's a star, the letter G, a heart, a trowel. There are what looks to be three candles on pillars uh, representing, I would assume, the masters and wardens of the lodge. Uh, There is an open Bible with a square and compass on it. There is a gavel and a 24-inch gauge at the bottom. It looks like sprigs of acacia. There is a rough and perfect ashlar, the 47th problem of Euclid, a beehive, and something on the other side. I'm just not quite sure what it is. Anyways, it's pretty cool to see, and it's a great little history of our lodge. Whether it's 100% true or not, we don't know, but you know it is pretty cool. And so just to kind of close this out, I wanted to actually read some of the information that came to our lodge that supposedly backs up the fact that this is Davy Crockett's apron. So this is a letter dated August 8, 1976, to Edward H. Seams, San Francisco, California. It says, regarding historical Masonic apron. Dear Brother Seams, on April 1, 1976, Brother Harold V. Green, after receiving his 50-year veteran button, presented to Buena Park Lodge number 357, that's the name of our lodge before we combined, the Masonic apron, which belonged to Colonel Davy Crockett. Brother Brove, should be Grove, received this apron in 1925 when he was made a Master Mason as a gift from his mother, who had received it from her mother, whose maiden name was Mary Violet Crockett. Information from the family indicates that this apron was handmade by Miss Davy Crockett and hand-painted by her with instructions from Colonel Davy Crockett. Past Master John Hayes and Brother David Bishop assisted Brother Grove in designing the presentation case, and Past Master Maurice C. Jones, Secretary, is assisting in completing the historical research. Buena Park Lodge Number 357 displays this historical Masonic apron at all meetings of the Lodge.
So the next part of this packet is a handwritten letter. So forgive me if I stumble on some of this trying to read the letters. Uh, Davy Crockett's Master Mason Apron. On April 1st, 1976, Brother Harold V. Grove, a member of Buena Park Lodge Number 357, after receiving his 50-year button, presented Colonel Davy Crockett's Master Mason Apron to Buena Park Lodge Number 357. This apron was in the possession of Mary Violet Crockett, who migrated from Kentucky to Missouri by ox cart in the 1800s. She, in turn, gave it to her daughter, Zoe Saley, or Mrs. Grove, who in turn gave it to her son, Harold V. Grove, when he was made a Master Mason in United Lodge No. 5 in Pleasant Hope, Missouri, in February 1925. This apron was handmade and painted, as were all aprons in the early 1800s. And that concludes this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us by email. And also, be sure to check the show notes for uh, the links to the articles. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.